वी आर डूइंग चैप्टर सिक्सटीन फ्रूट्स ऑफ डिवोशन टू द गुरु दिस इज फ्रॉम द गुरु चरित्र इन दिस चैप्टर गुरुनाथ नरेट्स टू अ ब्राह्मीन अबाउट द नेसेसिटी ऑफ अ सिंगल पॉइंटेड डिवोशन टू द गुरु एंड द मेरिट ऑफ गुरु सेवा बाय वे ऑफ इलेस्ट्रेशन ऑफ द एनेकडोट ऑफ धम्य ऋषि एंड इज डिसाइपल नेमली अरुणी वैद एंड उपमन्यू अनलेस द गुरु इज प्लीज्ड द डोर्स ऑफ नॉलेज विल नॉट बी ओपन टू द स्टूडेंट एस्पिरेंट्स गुरुनाथ नाव कम्स टू भिल्लवाड़ी दैट इज भुवनेश्वरी क्षेत्र ऑन द ईस्टर्न बैंक ऑफ रिवर कृष्णा ही स्टेज देयर फॉर फोर मंथ्स दैट इज द चातुर्मास फोर मंथ्स ऑफ द मनसून सीजन अंडर द ऑडम्बर ट्री ऑफ द वेस्टर्न साइड ऑफ रिवर कृष्णा सो दिस इज अ चैप्टर वेर वी विल डू अबाउट द डिवोशन टू द गुरु वॉट हैपन्स सो सिद्धा मुनी टोल्ड नामधारक दैट गुरुनाथ स्टेड एट वैजनाथ फॉर अ इयर वेर सिद्धा मुनी अलोन अटेंडेड हिम फ्रॉम वैजनाथ श्री नरसिंह सरस्वती accompanied by siddhamuni visited amba bhavani kshetra and lived there for a few days siddhamuni now continues his narrative amba bhavani kshetra is the one that we had gone to in the past tulsa tuljapur you know the place where amba bhavani uh, this is during the time of uh, shivaji maharaj so you have to understand that that particular kshetra has a lot of positive vibes over there at this place a brahmic brahmin yogi came to shri narsimha saraswati and prayed to him for guidance and help in his sadhana he said that mind was very restless and he was unsuccessful to concentrate i think this is a very common question for everybody isn't it mind is restless and it is very difficult to concentrate because mind goes around and round everywhere you just keep on thinking about it it's like i was doing one experiment i said let us take up anything the first thing that opens up so let us say for example Uh, the first thing that may open up right in front of my eyes eyes is are you visiting mysore mysore oh very beautiful place vrindavan gardens vrindavan gardens is such a lovely place you know once upon a time when i had gone over there that was uh, the government strike was there and when the government was strike was there nobody was allowed all the buses were standing outside and then what happened i had done a booking well in advance of that there there was there was one place inside and we were the only people inside the garden the whole garden was only for us and we were a family of two families okay and there were only children and imagine the whole of garden only for us there is one boatman he is only driving us around all over the place in the restaurant over there he is only serving us food so it was such a wonderful experience now did you see what happened just by taking that one word we traveled in time we traveled to multiple places to memories to places which we have not even thought of you know like oh this happened that happened so this is exactly what happens is the mind if you give it time to think if you sit in one place and just dwell on some subject matters and you know your mind is going to go places you don't have to go places your mind will take you places it's literally like a, a supersonic jet you know driving you all over the world your places of wonder and sometimes of so much of deception that you cannot even imagine so this is the reason why taking charge of the mind is so very important and then because the mind is restless and unsuccessful to concentrate try concentrating on some subject why why does a person do this kind of concentration the, you know what is called as a dhyana 
Jnana, we have to put our mind into one thing. Why does a person does Jnana? So that he learns the technique of controlling the mind. Mind is like a wild horse. It's unbridled. You put a bridle, okay, round its nose and then you pull it. What happens? You have controlled it. Then you know when to stop, when to leave it loose, so on and so forth. So it's exactly like that. He said that he had one guru earlier who initiated him into a mantra, but it did not seem to help him at all. He said he had left off that guru as he had no respect or liking for him any longer. And that he was now seeking out another guru. So, again, deception. One guru is gone, now another one. And then another one, and then another one. Or he said that on Friday, we will picture of Friday. Well, from what Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4 goes on like that. So, go on. No, there is nothing like that. Your guru is one only. There are not many gurus in this world, okay? So, what happens? He is now seeking out another guru. He requested Narasimha Saraswati to accept him as his disciple. Sri Narasimha Saraswati told him that it is never proper to talk disrespectfully of one's guru and that he had committed a great mistake in forsaking his guru. See, disrespectfully of a guru means what? Every time, suppose it's like a, a, a kind of a gossip that goes on. Suppose somebody is coming late, okay, and you are waiting for this person and there are some two, three people with you. What happens? We go into a very beautiful story about that person. Tumko malum hai? Wo kaisa samasthe? Apne aapko kya samasthe? This, that, 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 that goes on and on and on and on. So what happens? We do ninda. This is called ninda. Ninda means we do criticism of people. So what happens? We keep on doing. I'm sure in our satsang also something like that happens. When Samrat is yet to come and we are already sitting and talking about how he is eating, what he does, so on and so forth. It's in fun, no doubt about it. But it is exactly what happens. We do ninda. We continuously keep on criticizing a particular thing or a person. Now, normal human beings, very common phenomena. But for the Guru, it's one of the most dangerous things to do. Because you are already at the edge of a precipice. Understand this. So, you know, doing criticism, then he is not a Guru. Then you are talking about some Aira Gaira, Nattu Gaira. Nothing like that. You cannot even talk like that. So, he had committed a great mistake in forsaking his Guru. He said that it is not for a student to judge the merits or demerits of the Guru. One should have implicit faith in the Guru. This is the most important thing. Faith is the most important foundation of this entire thing as Guru Tattva. If you don't have faith, you know, when we had gone to Kolkata, we saw the three statues. One is the Ram Krishna Paramahansa below, in between was Ma Kali and then the third one was Radha Krishna. Now imagine, what is all this based on? There is some tattva which is there. We say, we call it Panchaloa. I don't know whether you have heard of this kind of a term. They, what they do is, they have these different different metals and they create a sort of a gum which is put inside the earth and pasted over there so that all this entire statue remains in place. This is what is used if you go to any temples, you will find that they stick that entire statue over there in one small hole. There is a niche drawn over there and it is stuck up over there with this very very precious, it is a precious uh, substance. Uh, This is what is called faith. It is again a five letter word, isn't it? So you have to understand, this is how it is sticking. 
So if you have no faith, you think the statue will remain? Whether you can reach the Guru, first is the Guru, then is the God and then it is love. So these are the three steps towards reaching the state of enlightenment. Where is the thing which is sticking you to the Guru? It is not there. That means what? Faith is the thing that makes you stick. If you don't have faith, nothing is going to remain. No Guru, no God and no. So that is the reason why first and foremost it is one should have implicit faith in the Guru. Doubts will always come, you know. Why should I trust him? Why should I have this? So if you recollect last week I wrote a blog on that. Saying that you should first question. First, the first time when you come you should question. You should try to find out why is he worth it or no. It's like you go to the bazaar, you know. Alright. And you go and you buy certain things. Now you have already hat laga ke dekha hai, sab kuch karke dekha hai. And you have even tried it out, a garment, okay, suppose. Now after trying it out, after seeing that it is nice, and then after using it like all the foreigners do, return it even after usage. You try doing that with the Guru. You can't do that. You cannot return it with you after using it. So here in this case what happens is, you have used it. In the sense, first you tested it out. In the trial room also you tried it out, isn't it? Like a garment. What Then what happens? Then you have to have implicit faith. Faith is the most important thing. Later on you cannot go and question the antecedents. Why is he talking like this? Why is he talking like that? So, you cannot have what is called merits or demerits of the Guru should never be discussed. Guru is the treasure house and the abode of all knowledge and wisdom. Guru is even superior to God. The student must ungrudgingly, selflessly, dedicatedly and lovingly serve the Guru. Whatever be the hardships of service, there is nothing incomparable comparable to the service rendered to the Guru. Only if the Guru is pleased will the gods be pleased. If the Guru is not pleased, all the gods cannot even help you with a, a wee bit. Guru Bhakti and Guru Seva from the form the foundation of spiritual sadhana. And the winning of Guru's grace alone is the fruition of all sadhana. Sri Narasimha Saraswati narrated the story of Dhamma Rishi's disciple as example and illustration of the truth. This is an anecdote from Mahabharat. Dhamma Rishi had three disciples. One was Aruni Panchal, the second was Baid, and the third was Upamanyu. Aruni was asked by the Guru to water his fields so that the cereal crop would grow well. The water had to be brought into the field through a canal for a tank which was a little far away. The tank was shallow. Aruni dug the canal deep and put out the buns on the canal. I don't know. Do you know the buns means what and how does the canal water flow? And those who have been into the water fields, uh, fields will understand that you have to dig deep so that the water rushes to the lower portion. The water is slightly on the higher, you have to dig slightly. Now suppose your field is high and your water is low. How will the water reach over there? So you have to make the field lower and you dig a small canal over there and then you build a bund. Bund means a raised raise on both the sides like a trench. Yes, you have to raise it over there. No, third one. Okay. So you have to raise it so that the water can flow. It's like a canals that we have even in Karnataka and all these places, like a trench. Okay. So you have to raise it like that. So the Guru Dhamma Rishi had told Aruni that this is what you want, you should do. The tank was shallow. Aruni dig the canal deep and put up the buns in the canal. And water started flowing into the field. 
then unfortunately a breach developed in one of the bunds of the canal and the water started draining out and escaping through the breach what happened at one place the canal because the water is coming in force so naturally the mud goes away on one side so the mud went away and it created a breach in this canal and the water started draining out and escaping away through the breach thus stopping the flow of the water into the field so the water didn't go ahead it was stopped halfway only aroni tried his best to fill up the breach by piling up stones putting sand over there but could not succeed the water was going waste and he was worried as to how to get the water filled with field fit with water then he got an idea he lay down at the side of the breach thus blocking it the water thereby started flowing into the field he remained there in the same position so that the field would get the water fully so imagine a man lying over there and letting the water pass over him so that the breach that thing which is there instead of the breach he is covering it up with his own body it was quite late in the night and as the boy did not return home the guru was worried as to what could have happened to him and he came to the field searching for him he was surprised and felt glad to find the field full with water which was never the case any time ever before but at the same time he was worried as aruni was nowhere in sight he cried out aruni aruni from the water of the canal aruni replied in a feeble voice gurudev i am here the guru reached to him and pulled him out it's such a wonderful scene isn't it just imagine he is lying over there and there's a there's a place from where the water would have gone and he is lying over there so that the water can continue going into the field <coughs> the guru was aruni felt prostrate at the guru's feet and offered his obeisance to him the guru was touched by the boy's unselfish devotion to him and placing his hand on the boy's head blessed him saying may you become proficient and gain mastery in all the vedas and the shastras so this is like a guru's blessings no sooner that the guru said this aruni became fully enlightened and all knowledge dawned on him in a flash now this you may wonder whether this actually happens or no it actually happens you know you have to understand that in today's day and age we will think you know oh this cannot happen how can suddenly somebody come to know there is nothing like that everything can happen in a jiffy provided the kind of devotion that is there is of the highest kind the, the moment the devotion is of that level then blessing itself will give you that particular mark that particular place of reaching over there so such will be the result of guru seva said narsimha saraswati to the brahmin narsimha saraswati continued further with the narration now listen to the guru guru seva of baid baid was asked by the guru to till the land so the seeds raise the crop and to take care till harvesting was completed and the grains were safely brought home baid was working on the field day in and day out without wasting a single moment and sparing no pains due to all the labor exerted and pains taken out by him the crop came out very well and yielded a very rich harvest baid loaded the grains onto the cart and started to drive the cart to the guru's house the load was too heavy and the bullocks were unable to draw the cart baid was also trying to pull the cart along with the bullock unfortunately the bullock got stuck up in the mire on the way and the cart wheels also sank deep down into the mud the bullock was not able to pull out the cart 
Bird was struggling with all his strength to push the cart wheels and make the cart move. In this process, he almost lost his breath and was about to collapse. Domerishi was coming himself to see how Bayad was faring with the collection of the harvest. Close that window, please. On the way itself, he saw the heavily loaded cart and Bayad, but alas, he found Bayad tottering on the feet and collapsing almost on the verge of the death. The Guru was very much moved with the selfless and steadfast devotion of Bayad. He pulled Bayad out of the mire and placed his right hand on the head which immediately relieved him. Not only that, Bayad received total illumination and enlightenment and all knowledge dawned on him with the blessing touch of the Guru. Narasimha Saraswati then gave the account of Upamanyu's Guru Seva and Bhakti. Upamanyu was also a very devoted disciple but he had the habit of overeating. The Guru wanted to curb his habit of overindulgence with food. The Guru gave Upamanyu the task of looking after the herd of cattle. Upamanyu used to leave home very early in the morning along with the herd and after eating the little food that Guru gave him, the grazing ground was far away and he used to return along with the herd only very late in the evening. In the afternoon he used to beg arms from the house which were nearby and had the afternoon food. The Guru finding the boy still fat asked him what he was eating in the afternoon. So imagine, there is a fat boy over there. So naturally Guru is asking, Kya kha rahe te? <laughs> The boy told the Guru that he was begging Bhiksha from the house near the grazing ground and was eating whatever food that he obtained. The Guru said that he should not eat the food he got as Bhiksha but should bring it and give it to him and eat only what he, the Guru, gave him. That's a very difficult task for someone like that. <laughs> Upamanyu started doing that as the Guru said. But as he was feeling very hungry in the afternoon, he started drinking the remnants of the milk that continued to drip from the cow's udders after the cows had drunk their fill. The calves. The cows are bacha. They are drinking from the mother. So that is what. The Guru prohibited that even. Upamanyu became very emaciated for lack of food. Unable to bear the hunger one day, seeing some milk exude from some wild leaves, he drank that milk. That extrudition was poisonous and it affected the eye nerves and made him blind. In the evening, trying to drive the cattle home and being unable to find the way due to the lost sight, he fell into the well. As he did not reach home, the Guru came searching for him. Dhamya Muni saw his disciple fallen into the well. He pulled him out and moved much by the boy's truthful and implicit obedience to the words of Guru, touched his eyes with his hands, chanting the invocation mantra of the Ashwini Devtas. Remember we have done the eyes are the two Ashwinis, you know, that we had done that. So you remember the mantra associated with Ashwini is connected to these eyes. Upamanyu instantly regained the sight. Not only that, the Guru, through the blessing, endowed him with the scriptural knowledge and wisdom. Upamanyu became a most, most renowned Rishi. It was his Shishya, the name Udanka, who presided over the great serpent sacrifice of Janmanjaya, which brought even Indra down from the heaven along with his throne towards the sacrificial fire. It is said that the Udanka, although soon after completing his discipleship, obtained from Adishesh in Patal the letters Ir Khan Kundal and brought and offered them as Guru Dakshina to his Guru Upamanyu. This, is, this was a side story. 
so these three stories that happened over here of the three disciples tells you the type of devotion that is needed of a person to reach that highest bliss basically where you can be granted that knowledge just by the utterance see narsimha saraswati by these examples taught the brahmin the supreme importance and the necessity of guru seva for acquiring spiritual knowledge and wisdom so to acquire spiritual knowledge and wisdom you need to have the highest service basically you should never keep yourself as number 1 the number 1 means the guru has to be kept as number 1 so remember even the and you may think you know why is the guru keeping that disciple hungry i mean isn't that the first question that will come to the mind why is he keeping that person hungry he is feeling hungry so he should go and eat first isn't it and the second time when he drinks that little whatever is the left behind milk that is coming from the cows he is drinking that so you will wonder why is he not allowing him to do that as well so what is the reason and why does he have to go and beg from outside and first give it to the guru and then take it himself i am sure those who have understood the theory of karma you know if you recollect anything that comes to you directly from any person is always full of full of the karma associated with it okay anything that you receive directly yes see it is like this you may say you know ki i want to give somebody a gift all right now let us say i am giving a gift to some person now what happens is there may be 20 other people in that group and you are giving only one person that gift the 20 19 other people are going to think dekho partiality kar rahe ek ko dete baki ko nahi de rahe ha and how much of ill will goes in that person's name you understand this the amount of ill will that goes with it just for your understanding this is what you should take into account just imagine again somebody is dying okay mother or father or grandmother or somebody like that is dying in the house and the grandmother says or the grandfather says oh all of you all come over here and then he writes and gives somebody okay you get the biggest share somebody gets a second share and for the rest of the three people that are there they get only my good wishes now imagine one property is equal to good wishes or what those who have got the good wishes am i still online hmm all right so we'll continue from where we left the brahmin now realized his great error in discharging his duty to his guru and ill speaking of him he felt very sad that and felt that he should atone for it by ending his life shri narsimha saraswati touched by the sincere repentance of the brahmin and told him your repentance has absolved you of all your sins he then placed his hand on the brahmin's head lo the brahmin got enlightened with the knowledge and the wisdom shrinasimha saraswati told the brahmin that he should go immediately to his guru fall at his feet and pray for forgiveness he said that it is only then that the enlightenment that he got by the grace would become secure and lasting shrinasimha saraswati then left the amba bhavani kshetra and went to billawadi where there is an ancient temple of bhuvaneshwari devi there on the western banks of krishna river under the banyan tree banyan tree shrinasimha saraswati made his abode and stayed there for 4 months 
Thus ends the 16th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra, describing Guru Bhakti Prabhav. Glory to the All-Merciful, the Omnipresent and the Ever-Responsive Guru Nanak. You were explaining uh, uh, aspects saying, why would a Guru doesn't want to give that little milk also? And yeah. So I, I was... Uh, can you hear me? Huh? Okay. See... I, I was uh, talking about why why did the Guru not want him to have that little milk also. Talk now think about it. Yes, correct. So now what happens? Let us say the drops of milk are trickling down. Okay. Now think about it. The drops of milk are trickling down. There may be some, some small bachas, you know, calves who may be wanting that milk or there may be some Chitis, chitti and which may be wanting that milk. Now if they are not getting and you are getting, what happens? These people are going to get angry with you and they will curse you. So any object that comes to you directly like this is having full karma associated with it. So when it comes, now what the Guru does? The Guru says, you don't have it, you give it to me first. So you think that the Guru is so selfish that first he wants to eat and then he wants to give the rest to them. No, there is nothing like that. What the Guru is doing is, he is removing that thing entirely of all the problems associated with it. So that you don't get into trouble. Basically purifies it and offers it back. Yes. So just now also whatever you gave directly, she she refused and then she said, no, Bhava has to give. So the thing is, when it comes like this in a rotation, it becomes free of all defects. Then there are no karmas associated with that object. So I hope you understand why this is this type of a, you know a very roundabout methodology of getting these kind of things. It is for removing everything that is associated with it. Yeah, we will finish it. Okay, we'll just do this last. Uh, there is a small explanation which is given. The three disciples in the above illustration represents the three gunas, tamas, rasas, and sattva. Devotion to the guru will unfailingly take us beyond the gunas. The gunas transcended, atmanyana will shine forth in us. While the guru's grace helps us, is finally transcending the gunas. Transcending of each one of these three gunas will take its own time. Each aspirant progresses at his own pace, which is largely dependent on the characteristic of the nature of the particular guna, prominent guna, predominant guna. Upamanyu symbolizes tamaguna, which is predominant, and the latter takes longer duration of time to get transcended and sublimated. Bed uh, symbolizes rajaguna, that could be transcended in a lesser time. Aruni symbolizes Sattvaguna and couldn't be transplanted in one day. While devotion, dedication and surrender to the Guru becomes one Gunatitha, that is one who goes beyond the trammels of Maya, which alone will enable him to experience his true inner self. Yeah, you are saying something. Hmm? So, the three stories that we uh, read over here are according to the author who has done the translation. He says they are representing the three gunas that are there. Actually, if you go to see, everybody has these kind of gunas. Whoever looks at it from whichever point of view, everybody is in a certain place today. Sometimes it so happens that those who have transcended up to the sattva level, they get their knowledge much faster. 
much faster their enlightenment happens very fast and the time taken is also very small it may so happen that those who are in the second stage which is the rajaguna and uh, for them it may take a certain amount of time because those who are rajasik in nature always will punctuate the sentence i did this i gave this i am the master of this universe means what you cannot have this kind of idea in your mind the moment you have i did it i did it means you are not you are applying everything to yourself and the moment you apply everything to yourself you are going to get into very big trouble and that is the reason why Raj, rajaguna people they have to go towards sattva they have to become very very sweet very very kind very very charming they should be having compassion in them without compassion you cannot gain anything a rajasik person is not compassionate he is very very you know very very arrogant to the core saying that i am doing this you'll find that many people are there when they give to temples you know lakhs of rupees they will say i gave 5 lakh rupees to the temple okay 5 lakh rupees and you think you are buying god in 5 lakh rupees okay so what is the big deal in that and tamoguna is still more dangerous why because first and foremost for the person to lift his finger also is difficult he doesn't even want to do anything in this world he just wants to relax okay i'll do it later i'll do it later procrastination procrastination is the biggest problem in the world and if you see what happens a person who is a tamasic in nature what does he do he finds ways and means of getting over the situation how does a person find ways and means suppose he is told okay go and get this from the market i will get it later on that is the first and then the master says no you have to get it just now he will go to the neighboring place and he will ask the neighbor can you loan me this item for some time later on i will come and give it to you so he wants to find shortcuts is it shortcut methods the shortcuts are not allowed whereas these things are concerned the instructions have to be followed exactly to the t you cannot even make any adjustments in this whatever you have been told if you have been told you have to go and beg from five houses you cannot go and beg from the sixth even in the five houses you may not get anything does not matter you cannot go to the sixth one okay or otherwise and a normal tamasic person will say he goes to the first house which is the easiest in the lot and he will say oh anyway this person gives me the most and that person says to him you know beta tum yahan baitho thode der ke liye fir main hai na tumko pura khana bana ke deta hu so instead of going to the remaining four houses he will sit over there till that person cooks and gives him a lot of meal see how tamasic the person is he is lagging shortcuts over there you can't do that the instructions have to be followed to the t means what go to the five houses and beg for food so going to the first then to the second then to the third then to the fourth and then to the fifth beyond five no more how in which order the order that is been specified you cannot go to house number 3 straight away you understand if you recollect now what is it that we are trying to say over here 
if you have to follow a particular series that has been told to you, you have to follow exactly to the T. If you recollect the question that was asked which we have answered so many times, why the thirteenth girl? Think about it. Can I suddenly go from here to United States? No. I have to go to the airport, from the airport take a flight to whichever place, from there take another flight and then from there another flight and finally I have to land up in some other place and from there, you know, it's a procedure you have to follow. You can't follow procedure. You know, uh, we used to always say, no, no, sir, even if you want to make some food also, it takes a very long time. So the process is very important. So the procedure as laid down by the Guru is extremely important and that needs to be followed. So we are doing chapter 17 which is Metamorphosis of the Block-Headed Youth. This chapter describes how Guru Nath transforms a block-headed Brahmin youth into a great Pandit who was directed by him by Goddess Bhuvaneshwari Devi herself. Siddha Yogi says to Namdharak that the purpose of Sri Narasimha Saraswati's advent is to bringing about the moral and the spiritual regeneration of the people of the whole land, not merely of people of a particular area of a region of his birth. He was Parivrajaka, a constant itinerant, never staying normally at one place for more than five days at the most. This is basically like, you know, uh, again, people are not allowed to stay at one place for a very long time. Those who are yogis, those who are avdutas especially, if you recollect there is a story which we did in the Bhagavatam where the person who is reciting the Bhagavatam is not allowed to stay at one place. Correct? The son of Vyasdev. He is not allowed to stay at one place. So he used to go around. Yeah, he used to go around roaming here, there, everywhere. So when the time comes, when he is passing over there and at that time Parikshit is calling him for the very important reason so that he can then tell the story, he stays there for the entire so many days. Alright? See, like clouds moving in all the directions and to even the furthest corner only for the purpose of showering rain and to provide the life-giving water to all. So also, Sri Narasimha Saraswati wandering all over the land, visiting the pilgrim places, was bestowing his grace on all the people of different places and different regions and all of types. He used to elevate the afflictions of the people by the divine power. For the spiritual aspirants, he was Jnana Bhaskara, dispellers of doubt, illuminating their intellect and uplifting and enriching their spirit. Every word of his, whenever and to whomsoever he uttered, had a deep spiritual truth in simply, simple and easily understood language and illustrating through the most apt examples and anecdotes. See the methodology of teaching? The methodology of teaching of all the gurus in the world are like this. What they will do is, there are very very complex uh, texts available in this world. So what they do is, they are supposed to simplify it to the very very simple mind you know they should be able to understand so see every word wherever and whomsoever he uttered had a deep spiritual truth so all words that are being uttered by the spiritual master they all have very deep meanings we sometimes you know skip over an entire portion and say 
अच्छा नींद आ गई थी चलो वापस आँख खोली तो नेक्स्ट लाइन चल रहा है ओके सो वन चैप्टर गॉट ओवर एंड आई वोकअप इन द सेकेंड चैप्टर आफ्टर दैट तो बोलेगा अरे तुम्हारा स्टोरी कहाँ चल गया नहीं नहीं मेरी आँख लग गई थी But what happens is you have missed out a very important part. Not that it is see one thing you got to understand why you missed out is also there. But you missed out a very important portion. And what was that portion? So it contains what it contains deep spiritual truths, and it has to be told in a very very easily understood language, the language which is there of today. I cannot use uh, examples of times in you know five thousand years ago. I have to use today's examples. That means what? All the examples that are illustrating this particular thing, explanation of that particular very difficult passage has to be done in a day-to-day examples and anecdotes and some stories have to be there. Siddha Yogi then began narrating the story of the blockhead youth. Blockheaded means thoda sa dullheaded tha. During Guru Nanak's stay at Aurangabad on the western banks of River Krishna in the vicinity of Billawadi, one Brahmin youth from Karvi Nagar came for his darshan. The visitor narrated the story to Guru Nanak. His father was learned scholar in all the shastras and a strict and a meticulous observer of all the religious rites. His mother was also very pious lady. In the seventh year, the thread ceremony was performed and he was initiated into Vedic studies. Alas, he was too dull to make any progress. to add to his misfortune he lost both his parents when he was barely 10 years of age he was advancing in age but without making any progress in studies he became a butt of ridicule in the town even his near relations were showing nothing but contempt towards him a few well wishers from him advisers advised him that he should still try and pick up learning they stressed the importance of learning in life the importance of learning in life is very there you know what we do is we we don't think that it is important to read we don't think it is important to go over the things that have been mentioned what happens is now let us say it is like this you know now this satsang is over close the book and now open it now when next monday no in the meanwhile you can read it you can go over the notes you can think about what has been told this is very very important because you know what something good is going to come out of it your knowledge is going to get strengthened every now and then that is called sadhana sadhana doesn't mean that you only listen this one hour and forget about it and then go and open it like that you know next time no sadhana means practice 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 makes a man perfect we have already said this you know you always heard this thing so even in uh, your college examinations and all school examinations haven't you practiced the same thing again and again and again that was mundane matters these are spiritual matters they have to be practiced over and over and over again so that they become solid in your life the learning only comes through wealth happiness respectability and fame when you have learning all these things will follow they told him that only a learned man will be welcomed anywhere and will be received by the respect of others he will be honored in royal courts in assemblies of the pandits and the wise a man without learning is given no recognition and will receive no respect anywhere the youth felt greatly frustrated and desperate he felt his life was a waste he felt that death would be far better than life living a life of humiliation he left the village and went to wandering in the wanderings he came across the river bhuvaneshwari in village billawadi in the eastern banks of the river krishna he sat before the idol of the temple and stared on for and started on a fast 
praying that unless the deity blesses him with learning and knowledge, he would continue his fast and cut off his tongue and even his head. Moved with compassion, the goddess appeared before him in a dream and said, Go to the other side of the bank. Sri Narasimha Saraswati, the embodiment of learning and wisdom, is in sojourn over there. Pray to him and he will fulfill your desire. The youth went to Sri Narasimha Saraswati to receive his blessing. Sri Narasimha Saraswati placed his hand on the head of the youth. The block-headed youth became enlightened with scriptural learning and knowledge instantly. Thus ends the 17th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra describing a Brahmin youth's Uddharana. Glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Guru Nath. So, Monday we will be doing that very beautiful story about that plant which we call Ghevda. Yeah, I love the story. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. Avrekai, Avrekai. Cluster beans. <laughs> so we are going to do the not Avrekai is not cluster beans. Avrekai is that if we call it Val Papadi or something like that in Marathi. Alright. So that is the thing that we are going to do. Ghevda's story. Alright. So if you have any questions you can ask me.